guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliet. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing The Devil is a Marquess, the fourth book in Elisa Braden's Rescued from Ruin series. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom. Join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and give away free enamel pins, stickers, books, and bookmarks. A special shout out to our patrons for all of your support. We love you guys. We do love you guys. Okay. What Alrighty. do we have going on for Chit Chat? So, <laughs> I don't know if you saw but like a bunch of um, YouTubers who review books, oh, yeah. they have recently gone on a booktubers retreat, and I unfortunately could not. I go. know, I totally I'm saw. So I clicked on those pictures. I was like, Jessen should be there. She knows this person and this person and this person. <laughs> I know, and so. Um, a couple months ago, you know, we kind of like were talking about it was anybody interested in doing a booktubers retreat and stuff like that where we'd all get together and just like have a weekend, get an Airbnb and just hang yeah. out and do fun stuff together. Because so I mean, like we talk all the time, we do live shows all the time and it would be fun if we could all get together. And uh, because not everybody can go to all yeah. of the book cons and stuff. Right. That's how I feel when I go to book cons. Right. right. <laughs> so anyway, um, originally I was just like, oh, my God, yes, I want to do it. And then that was before I remembered that I wanted to do the internship that I ended up by applying for. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing. So unfortunately, I could not go this year because yeah. I had a conflict of interest. And f- funnily enough, I didn't even get my schedule until the same week of the booktubers retreat, so like the crazy. schedule. And I ended up by working that weekend anyway. So. Yeah. <sighs> sad, sad. <laughs> But oh my gosh, I they started posting Those videos. Are so cute. They start they did vlogs and stuff I while they were there. That. And they went to different um like bookstores and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Jen was telling me about a couple bookstores that they uh had gone to and it just looks so fun. They play games and stuff. So I can't wait. That's what <laughs> I wanted to do tonight. After Juliet and I do our plot party tonight, I was gonna go watch some of their uh vlogs because I didn't have an opportunity to be online today. <laughs> so I'm so excited about that. And it was so much fun. So I don't know they'll go back to atlanta because that was um that was um the central location i guess we had a couple (laughs) of options places where we were like would you guys be interested in going here 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 so Mm -hmm. i don't know if they are gonna want to go back to atlanta like next time and um tori from novel life had some people come to her house like she was able to pick them up from the atlanta airport so they could go to their stuff so that was really (laughs) fun but yeah there's a lot of other options so i'm not sure if they'll do atlanta again or go somewhere different next year but i definitely i'm like by then i will be graduated and i can just put in for time off so it'll be that'll be so fun perfection super cute i love seeing like different parts of the book community bonding together in those kinds of ways it's like because we truly make these i mean i've had friends like naima simone Mm -hmm. she is one of my closest friends author friends and we have never met in person until a polycon we will this year for the first time so we're like just prepare for tackle hugs you know (laughs) (laughs) we keep sending each other little gifts of like yeah tackle hug pics i love it and that's what's so great about like the book cons and stuff because that's where people normally meet up but i guess like you know it's like there's always like events and stuff like that and um you have to bring all kind of books around and so yeah and they're really just coming back since COVID. Right, exactly. Like, this is the first year where there's been, like, consistently, like, book cons that are, like, for sure happening. Because right. I remember last year they had there a couple, a but some were, like, moved and canceled and all that jazz. Yeah. So this is the first year yeah. where Even, like, um, I did Shameless in November, and it was 
uh, like half the people that were supposed to come, half the authors that were supposed to come. Right. You know, so it's it was kind of, you know, it wasn't just didn't quite feel the same like the Romantic Times convention, mm-hmm. <laughs> like those kind of book cons, which I think is what Book Bonanza and a Polycon and those are like that. You yeah. Know, well, much- I'm so happy that we'll be so going excited. to Polycon. That, that is the only book con that I will be at this year. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to be, be able to um, do that with Juliet. So it's that's going to be so freaking fun. I know. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I can't wait. All right, guys. Let's talk about this book. So, yes. I mean, if you're a fan of the podcast, you know that we love Elisa Brayden and we could not resist putting another one on here. <laughs> and probably will again in the future. Yeah. Okay. So we've done a lot of her spin. Okay. Okay, so the, this this series is the Rescued from Ruin series, and originally when I discovered Elisa Braden, it was her first um, Midnight in Scotland, and I love that book so much, The Making of a Highlander, and that was the only one that was out at the time, so yeah. everyone's like, oh my goodness, I love Elisa Braden. Go check out her Rescued from Ruin series, because the hero of The Making of a Highlander, his siblings appear in that series, and I'm like, oh my god, okay. <laughs> so I started binging Rescued from Ruin, and I just love them so much, so yeah, yeah. this is our first Rescued from Ruin um, book on the podcast, but there's another one that we were debating on doing so i don't know you might see another one on my <laughs> I, know. Guess. I know i was like i really want to reread read that one too <laughs> yes exactly so i'm gonna talk a little bit about our characters yes, real quick before we characters. head to the spoiler section so our heroine i love we have an american heiress okay but it, it's a little bit unconventional because it's not like she has not grown up in london she yeah. has yeah she has she no five. american accent mm-hmm. since she was five she's been living with her aunt and uncle um her her um, father's sister married a baronet, and so she lives in London, and she's basically been raised there. Her father's greatest wish is for her to marry somebody with a title, <laughs> and unfortunately, she has inherited her father's height, so she is the tallest woman by far that she mm-hmm. knows of. She has red hair, and she's very freckled, and she also is very clumsy, so she hasn't had, like, a good experience for the season, mm-hmm. and so what she's justifying in her head, she's like, you know what? I kind of want to return to America and do my own thing. So I'm going to save up my money and I'm going to, um, I'm going to, she's really good with like horses and business and stuff like that. Yeah, she has she's a great opening mind. while she's hopping something and like yes. haggling with this the guy. First, <laughs> the first chapter is her taking her with, with Charlotte is her taking her bracelet and going sell it because that's how she's, um, putting away money and saving it because her father <laughs> watches her allowance like a hawk, you but know? But he gets her clothes and jewelry. And so she and, sells it after know. wearing it like one time because her dad's <laughs> really rich. So she sells it. And so she's been saving that. For the day that her father gets tired and finally realizes that his daughter is a wallflower and will never get married. So right. she's like, eventually it's going to happen. Maybe I, this year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then enters our hero, Benedict mm. Chatham. He's the Marquis of Rutherford. And he has... A little bit of a tragic backstory. He was kind of neglected by both parents. Yeah. Um, So his father, a little bit of background of his father, he was in love with his first wife. And when she died, he, like, didn't even want to remarry. And the only reason why he did was to have an heir. Yeah. So, like, and that was him. And And so he just picked some young girl woman like the diamond of the season she was 19 he was in his 40s and so and then his mother is a very selfish woman like very extremely selfish and self-indulgent 
And when he inherits the title, he discovers that his father is deeply in debt. So he has been doing stuff to supplement his own income. He doesn't really care about his mom and like yeah. what she needs to do to because and she's all like, Oh, what am I gonna do? And he's like, You had an allowance. And then she spent it all like yeah. immediately and she and, and he, he like, obviously self medicates with alcohol, his yes. depression. So he has and he has stuff. lots of issues going yeah. on. Lots. And I'm gonna save the little twist about how these two get together for the spoiler section because <laughs> it's, it's something that I definitely wanted to dissect and I feel like it's the reason what why this book feels so unique to me. Yeah. And I'm excited to talk okay. about that. All right, guys. We're heading to the spoiler section. So if you haven't read The Devil is a Marquess, go check it out and come back to chat with us. I... So let's talk about Benedict and yes. what he's been up to since he's yes. inherited this this title. Yeah, so his opening, I think, is with Mrs. Knightley. He mm-hmm. basically is kind of whoring himself a bit. He's literally um, prostituting himself yes. for money. Yeah, I say like. He is. He's actual, not like. <laughs> and so, and it's really such a sad scene because you can tell he's, like, very cold and, like, sarcastic and whatever while Mrs. Knightley is just like, oh, thanks for satisfying me. Too bad you won't be able to do that too long because you're going to have to get a rich heir to take care of you now and all this stuff. And it's like, you can tell he detests this, but it's like the only thing he's been able to basically do, you know, to earn money. To survive. To survive. He's he's literally on that cusp of like, life's really fucking sucks, but he still is going on, right? But he doesn't really have anything to live he's a for title, at this point. He's a title gentleman, and that's it. And he's he has sold no one off who's loved him. All of his land yeah. that wasn't entailed to try to pay off some of the debts. There's still more to be paid off, but like, yeah. and he just like, okay, well, I, I mean, this payment that I just got from Miss, Mrs. Knightley is going to last me for the next fortnight, and that's it, you know. <laughs> and then I have no source. Of and income. then I have no source of income, you know. And it's so interesting because, like, when when I'm first introduced to Benedict, it's like, of course, you feel sorry for him, but you don't yeah. exactly know his backstory quite yet. Yeah. And so whenever you get the introduction with the mother, and he's very oh, cold towards her oh because God, it's like the house harsh. where they're being kicked out of, he has sold it, and, like, all the possessions are being sold as well. <laughs> his mother's trying to, like, save vases and shit like that, you know? <laughs> and she's, like, crying, crying. In, the, in the foyer or whatever on the steps. And, like, being all dramatic. And, and and he's very cynical when it comes to his mother because his mother's wearing, like, a pink dress. And he's just like, Pink? Mom, really? Like, pink. Like, you should She's be like, there's no black. reason why I should mourn your father. And he's like, it's not that. But you're also not, like, a debutante. Like, yeah, what are you yeah, doing? Like, why are, know, you why are you wearing that? Like, pink? scarlet would be a more fitting color for, for, you. for you. Because apparently <laughs> she also, like, slept around and stuff. Yeah. And then she cruelly turns to him and she's like, well, you would know. Yeah. So, so it's really, Their really relationship is horrible. Yes. It's it's very is. biting and hurtful. <laughs> and apparently she spent all the money that she was left mm-hmm. on a new wardrobe and yeah, real she was thousands. Yeah, and real jewels. And he's like, please tell me those are paste. And she's like, I cannot possibly wear fake jewels. Oh, and he's God. like, okay, well, like, I don't have any more money for you. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. I, figure it out. Like, she's like, oh, my goodness, you're going to abandon your mother. And he was like. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> you know, and so it's kind of like, just like this is our this is our hero. He is literally mm-hmm. almost he's like at rock bottom at this point, and yeah. that's our first introduction to our hero. Mm-hmm. And I kind of really love that. You know, uh, like yeah. getting a hero who doesn't have it all together and who literally he is so just like drunk 
and he has no like drive. Mm-hmm. He was also boarding at the gaming hell yeah. owned by Reaver. <laughs> Reaver. Um, who we love. We love Reaver. And um Reaver basically is like, for your own good, I'm kicking you out. Yeah. You can't you can't pay your rent here anymore. And he's like, I thought I, you know, we were friends. Because basically he's also been um stealing secrets and doing espionage and all this other kind of stuff too. And um, but Reaver's like, Yeah, that was way back when, but I'm not helping you. By just letting you waste away and die in my gaming hell. Because that's, that's what what's going to happen. Doing. He's drinking himself into – he is very honestly on that tipping edge, like Justin said, of just having nothing to live for and dying. Yeah. You know? And lo and behold, the solicitor that handled this – the sale of the house and prior. the possessions and stuff mm-hmm. um, prior, he's like, my lord – I have to speak with you. I have a proposition. He's like, I have nothing else to sell. Like, get out yeah, of my fucking sight. Like, there's nothing here. else left. And he's <laughs> like, you want, you will want to know because it's Lancaster, Lancaster's deal. He's like, American? Yeah, American, like, millionaire. So he's <laughs> like, well, why didn't you lead with that? Okay, let's see what he wants, this millionaire. What does mm-hmm. this millionaire want? So what does Lancaster want? He wants somebody to marry his daughter. He wants a title. And he's willing to pay a lot of fucking money yes. to have that title. Yeah. And I kind of really love the conversation between Lancaster, Charlotte's dad, and Benedict because he's just kind of like – he tells him, he's like, you disgust me because I see mm-hmm. your potential and you're doing you're wasting, nothing with there's it. There's nothing you're worse than waste. There's n- I hate nothing more than waste. That's exactly what he's – I love the internal introspection at that point because he is like keeping a very cold facade. But at the same time, it was gutting to him to hear it yeah. said because he knows it. He knows it's true and he hates that it's true. You know, and but he so, doesn't know how to how to pick himself up, like, right? That he, he has no no idea. no idea how to do this and stuff. And so when they're negotiating, he cannot pass up the money. First of all, <laughs> he um he's going Let's to talk get about the money a hundred thousand dollars to marry her to marry her. Okay, and he'll get an extra hundred thousand. I said dollars pounds. He'll get an extra hundred thousand if Charlotte conceives and has a boy within yes. the first like year. So what a hundred thousand back then would probably be like millions, what nowadays. i don't know i have no idea a lot of fucking money it's a like lot of fucking a money ridiculous amount That's of multiply money times 10 or something and if she has a girl <clears throat> he'll still get twenty five thousand. and if she has a boy like for their second child then he'll get an an, an additional fifty thousand, right as well but there are stipulations there are stipulations and this is where it got interesting because at first Very. i was just kind of like god i really hate this like the dad is just buying a title he obviously doesn't care about you know charlotte's well-being and stuff mm-hmm. and he's just willing to marry her off to this drunkard like yeah. who has the only that the only property that he has left is chatwick um house in northumberland and it is like crumbling <laughs> you let's know? also say too that when um benedict starts asking about it, he's like what's wrong with her is she with child is she with he's like don't you dare talk about my daughter that way yeah she is he gets very defensive is the driven snow like yeah so you can tell he loves his daughter so it's very strange yes. like justin said i'm like what's happening and then here? like juliet said there are requirements for him to get this money so tell him about the requirements that benedict has to stick right. to for that year so number one um he has to marry for a year he has to be faithful for the whole year um secondly he cannot drink at all for the whole year not one drop and that was the one thing that got it gave him pause was like he's like being faithful whatever you know that doesn't bother him um but giving up the drink obviously bothered him um the other thing was that um they have to live together they have to live together he cannot they cannot have separate houses um and 
I loved also that he said, I will pay off your debts the day you're married, you're, you will be debt free. Yeah. But you will not get any of this money until the end of the year. Yeah. So they ha- he has to find a way to make money. And I love how he kind of just kind of like, oh, well, you're going to send your daughter with me without like a penny? Like, I can't support her. I don't have yeah. any money if you're not going to give me any money, like to supplement the income. He goes, you don't know my daughter. He's like, like don't worry about her. <laughs> don't worry about He's her. He's like, she'll starve. He's like, she will not starve. She, she will not you starve. Might. I'm not worried about my daughter starving. <laughs> you might, but and she I will not. I love that. I me love the too. confidence that he has in Charlotte. Yes. He is just, he is just that type of, I mean, like. Uh, he's just the ruthless, man. He's so ruthless. And he tells, you know, <laughs> Benedict that this is the only thing that'll matter when he's dead is yeah. legacy is yeah. his name going on and so yeah. this is he's willing to do some shit to get it because he also knows that his daughter okay so let's talk about charlotte charlotte also yes she's had several seasons they've all been failures mm-hmm. yes she's kind of had like an incident where she fell on the lake on the ice and basically everyone like saw her, her legs, legs yeah and they started calling her long, long shanks, shanks you know so sad. it's so sad like they're basically kind of making fun of her and whatever like behind her back to her face everything and um, but at the same time, the dad also knows she is she is skirting me and getting around this. Like she's basically yeah. making she's using all of her faults to keep men from proposing to her because exactly. now she wants to go to America and she doesn't care about, you know, finding. A so man. basically he calls her out on her bullshit and be like, yes. you haven't even tried because I, <laughs> like the second <laughs> I said on have. English soil, <laughs> I had people lined up to yeah. marry you. Like yeah. you haven't even tried. So don't even give me that bullshit. Like you could have been married if yes. you put effort into it like mm-hmm. you did to Plan, do your plan so and i also love how when charlotte is being confronted with this she starts negotiating with her dad she's like okay wait she thinks she thinks she knows who she's marrying okay yes because she has a friend lord tannenbrook, tannenbrook so James. when people were calling mm-hmm. um her long shanks and stuff and saying nasty things about her lord tannenbrook came to her defense at a party yeah and that was like the only person who's ever like defended her like that and so they've become fast friends he's mm-hmm. also extremely tall he's a scottish right. giant you know yeah and um her best friend viola has the biggest crush on tannenbrook <laughs> and that's kind of like a little aside that's like another, throughout that's the story viola thing. is pining after tannenbrook and tannenbrook yes. is running from her yes like running from the literally little, little running viola, from rooms from her. running running room to room being like oh shit she's here like i gotta go <laughs> oh i love it i love viola's did you I know. yes book? i okay, did okay okay in tannenbrook okay it, that one also was so good good lord these books are so good elisa braden what a wonderful, what a wonderful <gasps> thing but she negotiates with her dad saying that okay if i'm going to marry if i'm going to marry him then what i want is my allowance my yearly allowance i want that triple tripled and he goes and he's, he's like, like double at the end of the year she's like no triple and at the end of the year and i will accept then, it okay the the i love this it is because it's like you can see she gets it from her father. Yeah, this whole, like, she does. Minded, she's you know, very, very business minded, and she just kind of like. I also really love how, like, of course, her initial reaction to him saying "I found you a husband" is no, but then she knows there's it's really no be, way out of it, and then yeah. so she's like, "Okay, well, let's work with what I got." Like yeah. that's what I and love she's about like, Charlotte. This, this is Tannenbrook, so it's yeah. probably Tannenbrook. We're friends. It's gonna hurt my friend Viola's feelings, but. <laughs> I have to do what daddy says, you know, so. And then uh, whenever Lancaster's like, you didn't even ask who your husband is. He's like, well, I figured it out. It's, it's James. James. It's and James. he's like, it's not. 
<laughs> and she's like, ooh. And all of a sudden, he she hears a throat clear behind her, and she didn't realize. He's like, you know, basically, that darling. Rutherford is in the dark. He's like, yeah. And he's just like, hello. And she's like, no, absolutely not. He's a wastrel. He yeah. is, he is, you know, a reprobate. He's a rake, and he's drunk all the time. Yeah. Like, she's like, I can smell you I from can here. Smell you from a mile away. <laughs> and like, she even she puts up a little bit of a fight on the wedding day. Um, she is actually clumsy <laughs> and she like falls gets her dress muddied and she like she tries to kind of like put Rutherford off, hoping that he will basically be like, Okay, she's not worth it. And he right. just kind of sighs and just kinda of like, Okay, are you done? Like let's Like go are you get done married. throwing this fit? Yeah, let's it's go time. get married. And she's just like, <laughs> Fuck. So they get married and they get in the carriage. Well, it's not long. I mean, they have to spend five days, I think, on the way to Northumberland. It's yeah, not it's a really quick long ride. Right. So I think it's with like second or second day, maybe they stop at the inn and she looks in on the carriage and he like even the like the servant's like, no, miss, you don't want to, you may, lady, my lady, you don't want to go in there, whatever. And she's like, why? And she's like, it smells sour, a vomit. He has he's going through withdrawals, y'all. He, he is, is an alcoholic, heavily. It's he's hallucinating. Yes. He's, uh, but I it's also the DTs. I also love this scene. Okay. I love this scene because he's, instead of just being like disgusted with him, she's yes. just like, okay, he needs help, and she helps right. him. And he's like, you witch, and yes. he's calling her like this witch, like she's this red haired witch come to like torment, torment, me like stuff. just leave me to die. <laughs> and she's like, like no, no, you need to, you need to have liquid, you need water, you need tea. And so she gives her flask, and she tells him to go fill it with tea. And mm-hmm. she is like plying him with um to hydrate him again. Right. And she takes care of him throughout the whole drive to Northumberland. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of like come to a little bit of a truce during that ride. But then whenever they get to the estate and he sees the estate in its crumbling state and it's it's just kind of like it's almost like a reflection of his life. Like, right. Like, and this he is just me. feels so down <laughs> about it. But yeah. Charlotte's like Okay, well, it's not too bad. And he's like, the there's like barely stairs to get upstairs. Like, what are you there's talking barely about? Stairs. And she's like, no, we could scrub it. And he's like, scrubbing is not going to make a difference. We'll get this cobwebs out of here. It's yes. okay. It needs major like work. And yeah. she's just like, yeah. we can totally handle it. Well, he obviously is just not motivated not at interested. all. And right. there's, I love that there's only one bed in the hall. Only one bed trope. We love it. We love it. So <laughs> he goes perfect. up there and he passes out well charlotte does not waste any time her dad did give her a maid she also negotiated to have the carriage um and which she ends up by they they sell and stuff like that so she's already she's already making money you know what i'm saying she's already using the resources that she has and she and esther who is the person that her father hired to help her but also Also keep an eye we know that esther's a spy okay esther esther's job is to make sure that um chatham follows the rules follows all those he has to follow the rules and most importantly does not drink yeah so they are scrubbing they get like the kitchen all scrubbed and they do like the little like um the little formal formal area or whatever and i just love how charlotte is just not dismayed by anything she Mm -hmm. goes upstairs she finds him passed out in the bed she's like well if he thinks i'm gonna sleep on the floor he has another thing coming (laughs) because this doesn't scare me sleeping in a bed with him right and that's why i just love charlotte because it's just like she has such a positive attitude she's She's not missish at all no she's not a damsel in distress and she just kind of like she always like looks 
at a situation and turns it in her favor. And it also just makes it just makes her character very believable that she wants because her dream is to go to America. And she's now told Benedict this, but toward the beginning of the marriage, she's like, look, my my dream is once we get out of this out of this year, I'm saving money and I'm going to America. I'm going to start my own business. Yeah, you're going to have totally your hundred thousand pounds. Like yeah. you're going to have your money, and then I'll be free to go and to go you can do, do whatever it, you, you want. Do whatever you, you know want. What I'm saying? You know. So they kind of she just like we can be friends, you know what I'm saying? Like right. we we both have a vested interest in making this year as bearable as possible, <laughs> and that's how she pitches it as well. She's like, we're gonna have to live here. Like, why would I not want to clean it up? Right. Like, like, and he had gone into the um the local town and stuff, mm-hmm. and at first. We're thinking he's at the pub to get some drink, but apparently right. he was there to find like if there was any games going on because he was going to gamble because he can gamble a little bit. But yeah, you know Charlotte's definitely way ahead of him. Like she's been reading his father's books, journals. Mm-hmm. She's like, this land used to be profitable, yeah, and nobody used to be has fertile and profitable tended it well <laughs> in like more than a decade, more than two decades or whatever. Um, and if you just put your mind to it, like we can, we can, the first step is to make the house habitable so that all of the tenants can be inspired. Like, oh, okay, this is a new chapter and we have yeah, new landowners. Yeah, this is a new, this yeah. is right, new landowner. This isn't like the old Lord. And I love when he, see, I love when he goes out. So he goes out for a ride, um, in the mornings. And one of the reasons he's going out for rides in the morning is because now that the alcohol has worn out of his body, he is, 100% aroused by his wife yes. all the time. And she thinks every he's time he makes He never thought that she was ugly. Ne- like never. Like when he sets never. eyes on her, he's just kind of like, damn. Mm, nice form. Legs for days. <laughs> like, and he the even- The freckles are beautiful. Like I he loves love, it. I love, I love when he has, this is a thought he has as he's watching her the very first time he sees her when they're in the office with his father making this whole deal about the wedding. And she's like, father, no one wants me. Cause that's the whole thing she's, the, and he's like, she has no idea uh, that men do not care with a, you know, the beautiful form like hers. Like they wouldn't care that she has freckles. Like, you know, cause she's always very- um, the only thing she's self-conscious about really in her life is her appearance. Yeah. Everything else she's very confident about. Her exactly. abilities, her capabilities. But she also doesn't potential. Like, cry about like her No, she does it. She's just like, she just it, is like it, is. it is what it is. You know, whatever. And I'm gonna go make up my life elsewhere. I don't need, you know, this right. stupid it does, it's society not matter. obsessed with getting right. married or whatever. Like that's not my thing. Like right. I'd rather go it's back not, to America. Exactly. And do it's business, not gonna matter in my life. Things, you know, I'm don't fit in here. That's fine. I'm gonna go right. fit in in America, you know? Right. She's good with that. <laughs> but the so, only problem is she has a misconception that Benedict is not attracted to Yeah, her and even when he makes little asides at her, she she rolls her eyes and Snorch, she's like, like you don't have to pretend whatever. we're already married you don't yeah, have to try like, to flatter whatever. me what are you he's, talking he's about like, she thinks i'm joking i am not joking i am so hard all and the time she also <laughs> thinks anytime that he says anything kind of flirtatious towards her that he's trying to put her off on purpose too yeah. so like it's just like she's not getting it but that's <laughs> every time he does it it's not of his own volition honestly so yeah. when she takes it the wrong way meaning like oh he's just joking and and he's like that's for the best i don't want her to know that i actually yes. kind of have feelings for her and like holy shit she kind of has a pull on me that i this is very unexpected and he's very uncomfortable and he hasn't been sober for a very long time so like all of these feelings everything i think from his past and his own like desires and stuff you know for love for companionship are all like come bubbling up you know at that time right so he goes for a ride sort of just kind of get that excess energy get his head on straight and he comes across a farmer um adjacent to his land 
and just starts up a conversation with him. And because his his land's like all green and fertile and he's got these plots and rows of crops and stuff. And he's like, basically, they kind of start a little friendship. And he's like, could you help me? Could you show me how to tend my land? And we can see like that this guy has a little, not animosity, but he's very kind of a little distant with him at first, thinking he's like his father was, you know, who was very um, neglectful of the people. Like, as soon everybody. as his wife died, he, like, has no interest he's in He's abandoned anything. the, yes, the entire town, everything. So, so they start this kind of unusual friendship. And this is where I think it's just, it's very unique. You know what I mean? As a, I've never seen this before in other historical romances. Because there's really not, I mean, this house doesn't have like a ton of like servants or anything, Mm-mm. you know, like no, around. it's empty. <laughs> they don't have any like people to literally tend the fields. It's right. going to have to be him. So he is going to have to tend the fields. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I fucking love it. Okay. And also we have to talk about their first kiss because he was trying to kind of put her off. Mm-hmm. And then whenever he gets like pulled into that kiss, mm-hmm. he's like feeling all those types of things. And he's just like, oh, shit, I really want to bed my wife. And <laughs> he doesn't want her to know that he's attracted mm-hmm. to her. Because first of all, he knows that her goal is to go to America. So he's like, okay, well, I can't have sex with her because if she gets pregnant, then uh, I first of all, I don't need that extra 100000 and all. Right. So I wouldn't want her to move away. Like she could. If she take had a my child, she could not would, take my child. I, it would be tra- like trapping her. Right. He doesn't want to trap her. You right. know, they have an agreement. The year is going to pass by, and they'll go their separate separate ways. And so he's trying to push her away, and he says a little something a little cruel to her, which is just kind of like. God damn it. I hate whenever these <laughs> men are acting against their own self-interest. But he tells her, he was just like, oh, so there is a woman under all that mannish nonsense or whatever. And it kind of like <gasps> stings her a little bit. But I think my favorite part about this, and I think that Elisa Braden does it so well in all of her books, every time a hero lashes out at a heroine mm-hmm. because they're fucking grumpy. Yeah. And they have a stick up their ass the, and, about and something. And they're protecting their cult, their little hearts. Yeah. Their, their hearts <laughs> behind all these walls. Right. Every single time this happens. Happens. The heroine, of course, is stung in the in the beginning, like in the first like minute that it happens. But then she's just kind of like, "Hey, he just lashed out on me. He's hurting. Something's <laughs> going on. Something more Something is going wrong." On. And that's what yeah. I love about Elisa Braden's heroines. Yeah. They do not just react. They're yeah, not just, just kind of like, like oh, he hates he's horrible. Me. He oh. hates me, and yeah. I'm ugly, and la la la. Like she doesn't go through that. She's like, he just lashed out on me because <laughs> he's being he's, defensive. He's being defensive. Mm-hmm. He's mad at himself, and I just need him to know that we're in this together. We're partners. Mm-hmm. I can be his friend. Like we can be friends. Yeah. And I love that about Charlotte. And that's exactly what they become. Like in the next couple months. Since he has been tending the field right. and she's been working on the house. And he's also, let's talk about his physical appearance. <laughs> so says, first yeah. of all, he is, we should say also, he is known for being like very handsome, but through his alcoholism and everything else, he's become very thin, very weathered away. And so now he's kind of like brawny and he's been working outside. <laughs> the farmhand. Getting a um, little look. tan, yeah. a little bit of muscle Woo! put on there. The oh my goodness. Thank hello. you. Thank you, Benedict. Yes. Benedict is. <laughs> definitely uh, filled out and yes. he's looking a lot better and yes. i love like in the in a later scene when viola comes stop she stops by and she's like i would have never recognized you before <laughs> like that's how much his appearance has changed um 
in the eyes of like society, they're just like this is yeah, the absolute they, transformation. Exactly. You Total, know, he he had a glow up, guys. <laughs> so, like we said, there's only one bed, and they have to share it every <laughs> single night. And like we said, they're friends, so like nothing's happening. But Charlotte's like very comfortable being in bed with him. Yeah, she like she, snuggles up. She to snuggles him. up, and she like one night she can't fall asleep, and she's just kind of like, "Hey, tell me about your parents. Like, <laughs> like let's talk about your parents and stuff." And he's just like, "It's that a really a fucking scene. sad story, Charlotte. I don't want to talk about it." And she's just like, "No, tell sleep. me." And so he tells her he was just like, once upon a time, there was a dude who married a girl and they were so in love and then she died. And then he mourned her loss for the next like 15 years, realized he was getting old, needed to pass on his title and married the first beautiful woman that he came across during the season, which just so happened to be my mother, had a kid and he abandoned us both basically. And And my mom and then died because his greatest fondest wish after he fulfilled that duty of having an heir was to die so he could be with his his <laughs> beloved first wife and she's like, she was like you need to really work on your storytelling <laughs> skills <laughs> So it's so just funny. like so sad because he's thinking back to when he's yeah. young, that moment when he was young and he sees his mother basically like she had taken a, a room in the house and yes. she's redone it. <clears throat> and she's hoping that her husband comes home and is like, you know, excited about it. And instead, he she gets the exact opposite reaction. Caroline, his mother, gets the exact opposite reaction. The um, Rutherford's dad walks in and says – did I give you permission to do this? This is not your house. It is mm. was never your house. So, like, he's very offended because, you know, I'm sure his first wife decorated the whole right, thing. Right, right. And now this new usurper that he never even wanted, you know, changed stuff and he hates her for that. Yeah. And he can't even really look at his son because he's never really wanted a child with this person yeah, anyway. he's literally just fulfilling duty yes. is all he's and thinking. And Benedict is – has a front row seat to this and sees like the hurt because his mom is actually in love with his dad which is terrible so she gets hurt and she ends up by sleeping with the stable hand or whatever and the dad finds out and he's like you disgust me and she's like i wouldn't have to do it if you would pay me attention or whatever so this has been the toxic relationship of his parents right and he has he has witnessed this ever since he was a child and then his mom turns to him and lashes out at him right like Like it's his get out of my sight like i hate you stuff like that and i'm just like oh my god the way just that two terrible people grew up is so sad he's never had anybody that loved him anybody that wanted him and it's just so of so course sad. as he's growing he's laying next to this beautiful woman he is married to who he is not bedded mm-hmm. and he's falling in love with her like every day they talk more and more and it's like it's they truly just are like, friends they truly are friends they're and building he, something together yes and he he wants to sleep with her so bad, but he's yeah. thinking to himself, he's just like, if I sleep with her and she gets pregnant, I'd be just like my father. I'd be I'd using be her keep, as a brood yeah, I would mare. keep her and then she would not fulfill her own dreams, exactly. which is not to be with me, obviously. Exactly. And so I really love how he knows about her dreams and he doesn't want to stop her. Right. But eventually they can't stop that anymore eventually obviously eventually they they end up together yes. and they're very happy I but w- it's just the it's just the the turmoil that they're both in because mm-hmm. she's also falling for him yes and she thinks that what he wants is for her to leave at the end of the year that he's right. never really wanted to marry Get his her money that this and- is this is only about the money right and he would be offended if he knew because obviously she's not attract he's not attracted to her right <laughs> right okay well two months have passed and he's surly 
Okay. Yeah, he's he like just... slamming doors and I, I mean, <laughs> and she just some like, pins of aggression. He won't talk to me. Won't talk to me about like what's wrong. And finally, because they had, they are able to hire some additional staff. Emma is is one of the maids, and she's just yeah. kind of like. Well, it might be because <laughs> you guys, um, you aren't sleeping together. She's like, well, of course we sleep together. We She's sleep like, together yeah, every but night. You don't, you don't do what a husband and wife does, yeah. do you? So there's <laughs> he's, frustration he's building up. And she's she's like, frustrated. Oh my god. I would have never guessed. Wow. Okay. So that's why he's frustrated. Okay. Well, he can't sleep with anybody else because that's the terms of the contract that he right. has to stay faithful. Has to be mean. So and, and she's just like her her reaction is, oh no, my friend has been suffering and I didn't even notice. I'm such a terrible friend. <laughs> so that so night cute. when he's trying to avoid her, he tries to come yes. to bed late. You yes. Know? And when he sees that she's up, he immediately is kind of like, yeah, but I'm not tired, so I'm going to go in the library. And she's like, wait, no, don't leave. Let's talk about this. Um, I want to talk about why you're upset. And I finally figured it out. And he's just like, I, I need to apologize. And he's like, why is she apologizing? This woman is daft. What is wrong with her? I just need to get out of out of this room because I can see through her dress. I know. And I want to jump her it's so bad right him. now. And, and she's just like, well, I know that. I know that, you know, you don't think about me like that. But I just thought, like, as a friend, I could I could offer you that. And he just kind that of like. Comfort, that comfort. That womanly comfort. I'm, I can't. No, we're not doing this. And and she's just like, okay, that's fine. Um, So I think we could do it with the lights off because. And if maybe you don't want to look at me or something. Don't want to look at me, and maybe I could just do it with my hand. Can I not bring you to release with with my hand? And he's just like, he just growls at her <laughs> and grips her by the hair, and he just like, no, that would not satisfy me. And she's like, what? And he's just like, no, that wouldn't satisfy me. Like I, I need to fuck. And he tries to push her away by bringing up what he has done with other women, which yeah. has sold himself. Yeah. And she's just kind of like, I don't know why you're bringing this up because it has no relevance on us. Like, she takes it <laughs> with, like, she's like, okay, I don't care that that you did that. Like, that it's still just not, you know. We're talking about now. Right, right, right. Now, in the present. <laughs> in the present. Like, she doesn't care about that. And I really love it because <clears throat> he thought, like, this would send her running, make right. her feel disgusted with him. And then he was just kind of like, well, once will never be enough. Like, because I'm insatiable. That's why I fetch such a high price because uh, <laughs> of my appetites. And she was just like, are you trying to? convince me to not sleep with you because it's having the opposite effect because like you know now i'm opposite really effects. like wanting wanting to and he finally caves he just oh my like god. he rips it's, her dress oh my god he rips like, her y'all it's one of those explosive scenes also also i fucking so obviously i love the sex scenes but this sex scene is so good because she cannot stop touching him she's like all she's like oh my god and he's trying to push her away so he can get her clothes off he's like you know charlotte i need to get your i need to get your dress off she's like you i want to see i want like, to touch i want to touch and he's he's like lie still she's like let me touch it like he's like i'm gonna spend i'm gonna if you don't stop touching me too soon <laughs> like and so he i also like, love how her reaction to seeing him she's like that's not what it looks like in my anatomy book yeah, and i what, think do they all look like so and so because uh, uh i need talk to the illustrator of my anatomy book because quite what it looks like in my book yeah (laughs) like not with such magnitude and he's like charlotte stop it stop it because she's like not helping i know inflating him and his ego and everything at the same time for your first time (laughs) and i love it at the end (laughs) 
because he's so trying good. to be so gentle and he's just like next time it'll be better and sh- and she's she like goes, what do you mean next time it'll be better if it's any better than this like i don't know what we're gonna do like and he just shit. bursts out laughing like it ends up being like they're both like laughing together after they've had sex you know it's just so it is perfect it's like it the perfect, perfect coupling i also you really know? like like before he actually they consummated he he does say he was just like you do realize that this puts you at risk to have a child yes like and she's he like well i know there's things that you can do to prevent that and she's and he's like yes i can do those methods but that's but not, it's not foolproof, foolproof right like, i can't <laughs> guarantee you that in, are you willing to risk it and right. charlotte goes the 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 fact that you asked is the reason why my answer is yes right because you do care about that yeah. like you're not just taking something that i offered for you at face value and you're not just, just worried about me. yourself right you do care about my feelings and yeah. my goals and my dreams and yes absolutely like i will do this and of course she wants to help him as a friend but also like we said like she's the, falling yeah, for him fall- and so yeah. she's like i do want to be with the man that i'm falling yeah. for and of course like between two people who are falling for each other even outside sex once sex gets involved they just become more and more intimate you know yes and closely bonded and of course he wakes her up like multiple times throughout the night <laughs> of course once he does not because he is insatiable and he has to drag <laughs> himself out of bed in the morning and uh go tend the fields and stuff and then you know hours later after he's working the guy i think his name's boone who helps yeah. him um he's just kind of like oh well um i i saw one of one of her ladyship's friends he was wi- riding in the west field or whatever and he I didn't know that they made him like that, like big, big, burly, you know, lords. And he was like, oh, shit, it's Tannenbrook. Well, he does oh, not yes. like Tannenbrook I because of the this. fact that Charlotte would have been fine marrying Tannenbrook. Mm-hmm. And her reaction, initial reaction to marrying Benedict was no. And he also remembered, he also remembered, and this is all from the very beginning, he, when she says James would never, when she's arguing with her father, and he goes, James, interesting. Because if they're on a first name basis, that means they're intimate friends. You know, and so he's thinking this man might still want my woman. Yeah. And, and she might. Yeah. Now that I've awakened sexual desire in her. Yeah. She might stop decide her to go with Because Tannenbrook. there's nothing in the contract that says that she has to be faithful to him. So he just kind of like he, <laughs> he, he freaks is out. freaking out and he <laughs> goes back to the house. OK. So in the meantime, she's been giving uh, James a tour of the house because yeah. he's interested in like architecture and like restoration yeah. and stuff like that. He truly is. And yeah. And she's also pitching, you know, her support for Viola. Like, yeah. why are you not? Why don't you why give her a chance? Viola. Like and oh, she's he so just, sweet. just like, take that thought out of your mind. And yeah. all of a sudden, Viola walked through the door and she's like, oh, Tannenbrook, I didn't know that you'd I be, know you here. be here. <laughs> and, and, she, and he's like, you followed me. You and followed she's like, me. but I gave you a head start. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. Like, legit, she is chasing this man. Okay? And it is the oh, most Lord. hilarious thing ever. It is. So he leaves. He's like, all right, fine. I'm leaving if you're here. So they're in the area because Lady Wallingham is having, like, a summer house yeah, party. Yeah, one of those house parties. So they were close and kind of in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So Viola, they have tea. And then when Rutherford comes in, uh, I call him by all of his damn names. I know. Benedict Chatham, Rutherford, Rutherford, Rutherford. God damn it. So they <laughs> call him all kind of things. But yeah. he walks in and he sees Viola. And he ends up by staring at Viola, not because... Of course, she is beautiful. Like, she yeah, is the most beautiful, mm-hmm. okay? But he's looking at her, and he's just like, she may be beautiful, but she doesn't have Charlotte's freckles. Yeah. She doesn't she have. She doesn't have that that shine for me because he's in love with Charlotte. He's in love with Charlotte. Like, no woman could compare. So 
Viola gives them privacy and leaves and says, I'll see you later. And Charlotte <laughs> took him staring at Viola to be like he was interested in Viola. Right. And so she's feeling a little bit insecure. And when he says, like, no, I, I only think about you. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about being with you. She thinks that he's lying, you know, that yeah. he's – Like, you've already seduced me. You don't have to tell me these lies. Like, I'm still going to sleep with you type of thing. Like, she just does not recognize that as something, like, her being desirable. But the way that he's so possessive because he's asking about Tannenberg, he's just like, when, when, when was, was he, he here? here? Why was he here? Why? How long was he here Were for? Were alone? What was happening? Was Viola there with you? <laughs> nope. She, as soon as Viola came, he left. Oh, so you two were alone together that whole mm-hmm. time. As you gave him a tour. And he's so pissed about it, okay? And so possessive about it. And I just love that. I, I, I love too. that possessiveness. I do too. I love I loved that we get to see that side, That how passionately he, he feels for her, you know, through the whole <laughs> jealousy and thing. And this is kind book. of like the moment where he's kind of like, I don't want her to leave. Like, I don't want her to ever leave. And he's trying to, like, convey it to her without telling her anything. Without telling her, exactly. Without telling his feelings. He's trying to tell her how much he wants her, desires her, needs her, and it's her specifically. It's not just because he has an insatiable appetite and any woman will do. It's her. Right. And so they end up by having sex and he does not pull out this time. And he Ooh. knows he feels so <laughs> selfish doing it, okay? He feels so incredibly selfish doing this. Um, but he's also just kind of like... That's just some dominant alpha male shit yes, happening. He like, like, he's like, I want it. her and to like, be Charlotte's mine. Aware, Charlotte's <laughs> aware of it too. And she just kind of like... She even had spoken to Viola about what if my dreams have changed? Like, can your dreams change? If what if I decide I'm here? And why, that was one of the things that Viola told her. Like, you're not giving up. You can have new dreams, absolutely. Right. And she's like, well, I don't want to stay in London because I don't fit in. And she's like, what are you talking about? You've carved your own place. Maybe you don't fit in to the place in society like would want you to occupy. Right. Like, you've carved your own your own place and you have made your place right and you have made this house and this is your house like Mm -hmm. look what you've done you've created this this is yours and chatham's house and she's like you're right this is my house and she feels very (laughs) possessive over all of the work that they have put into this land and this house and she she wants it yeah she wants this she wants this life yes she wants this life with him she's like she's finally like realizing okay my dream is no longer my dream but he doesn't know that no he doesn't know that. So they end up by going to Lady Wallingham's um party mm-hmm. and she like Lady Wallingham has no love loss for Benedict at all. Like she's just like hates him. And when she asks Lady Wallingham, like, oh well, like my husband's been doing better, like yeah. um in, Lady Wallingham's not impressed, and she's like, Well, why do you hate him so much? And Lady Wallingham says, Because he was born, and I was like, Holy <sighs> shit. I was like, What is Jesus. going on? So later on we find out that Lady Wallingham's sister was actually the first wife. Oh so, yeah. So it was just kind of like that was like a revelation, like why Lady Wallingham was just kind of like looking down her nose at him, right? And Charlotte, I love when Charlotte defends him, like just being like, "You don't know, you him. don't know him. He has changed, and he has a heart, and he's doing wonderful, wonderful things." Um, so I just love the way that she defends him. Yeah. And when they're at home, <laughs> and she's just like brushing her hair, they're doing their bedtime routine and stuff. She makes a casual comment of being like. You know, well, oh, at the end of the year, I'll be gone or whatever. Right. Basically, just 
she's she's trying to kind of fish a little bit. I yeah, think. Yeah, and it backfires because he's so mad about it. Like oh, yeah. she still wants to leave me. Like this is not enough for her. Like, like I'm, I'm not, not enough. enough for her. That is like, like the she's absolute worst thing. Always want to leave. Yeah. And he gets so butthurt about it that he just leaves the room in a, in a rage. And she's yes. just like, "What is going on? What happened?" She knows she has said something. Something about the conversation <laughs> has sparked his ear, and she comes to the conclusion that she's like maybe he's starting to realize that i have feelings for him and he is he doesn't not want, happy about that yeah he doesn't want me to get attached right so now he's gonna like basically put up this wall so that i don't get attached when it's really the exact opposite they're both you know, pining they're for each other and they don't know that they're pining for each other but it and really it's so works. frustrating it's it so is frustrating, frustrating but it so works because like i can believe with both of their backgrounds that that's why they would feel exactly that way, i mean you know? it makes sense why they, he's never been loved. they're not opening up yeah. to each other at this yeah. point you know um and kind of guarding themselves and you know they think that they can read the other person but they really can't at this point and so this is why benedict this is the closest that he's ever been to wanting to have a drink so he he goes all the way down to the kitchen. He <laughs> finds some cooking wine or whatever, and he has it in his hand. Yes. And she's freaking out about it. She's like, oh, my God. Like, stop. Put it down. Put it down. <laughs> and he just like, what are you going to give me in return if I put this down? Like, you're going to have to give yourself to me, like, completely holy or whatever. And she's just <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. Well, Esther had followed them down, and she was just like, oh. I knew it. I knew, I knew it. you in last. Yes. Like, ah, yep. And Charles so, just kind of like, Esther, get out of here. And she's just like, mm-hmm. So what Esther are your father going to think, I know. Basically? So Re- Esther runs off and sends off a letter. While, meanwhile, he does not drink the bottle. Nope. And they um, fuck like have bunnies. fuck like bunnies in the, the wall. cellar. We have wall sex. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. And like the <laughs> things that he says to her. Like, I, as a reviewer, cannot convey the emotion that Elise Braden puts into yes. her sex scenes, yes. they're really hot, but also really just like yes. they convey so much about what they're feeling. That's and why like that's I, the only moments where they like let their true feelings come out. And right. so they're so important to the story to read them. That's they're why so I love Elise Braden's like I, I I know that's what my draw is to her, because to me that that is one of the hardest things to get right. And she just does it so well. She does. So well. well, a couple of days later the solicitor prior shows up prior shows up prior is such a goofy guy too he makes me laugh he's he's so (laughs) weird um and so he walks in and we know that somebody has told well we know it's esther esther has told and said that there might have been a breach of contract there might have been a breach of contract benedict might have um gotten drunk which would be Mm -hmm. a violation so he comes to investigate and charlotte puts him straight like no he's not touched a drop at all and um esther comes in and basically makes her case she also mentions how she was just like and my lady was wailing and crying Crying. out and stuff like that and she's like her cheeks are burning because she was just like i was wailing in ecstasy but yes Yes. okay thank you for admitting that (laughs) so and prior gets the gist of it too and so he's like like, oh oh okay okay. yeah i like that it wasn't a big deal that prior like believed it he's like i'll be on my way then everything seems fine here but (laughs) they have a visitor oh yeah his mother shows up dear old mom and it just so happens they're like how did you even know where we were like how Mm -hmm. did you get here oh well she became trummy with prior yeah so now she is so what do you think she's gotten out of prior now she knows knows. about the contract and about the money the the second part of the contract that charlotte's unaware of the baby stipulation right and chatham has not brought it up because he's just like it's a moot point I, he I'm not he gonna never planned her on getting anyway. her pregnant in right. the beginning to have that money. Like he was satisfied with the year contract. He didn't right. want the extra hundred thousand pounds. So he's never brought it up to her before. 
Right. Because he didn't think they were going to ever sleep and together. And it's, it's really just not something he's thought about he's at all. He's not thinking it's, about it. He wants to keep her. But, of course, her. his mom is. Yeah. His mom's thinking about it and, and thinking so about all the money. when he tries to basically say, like, you can't spend the night at all, she kind of makes a veiled reference. Yes. And it's like, you as the reader knows that she knows. She's threatening. You know she's mm-hmm. threatening to expose him. And mm-hmm. he's just like, one night, you can stay one night or whatever. And so she goes in there and she's making all kind of comments like, oh, you picked like this type of wood. I would have picked maple or whatever. Like, I'm like <laughs> shut the fuck up. I know. You God, are she's useless. Such a bitch. She's Go such a bitch. away. I hate her. Well, so does Charlotte. Two weeks later, <laughs> the mom is still there, and Benedict has been cold and distant recently. Yeah. And she goes find him, and she's just like, listen. And she almost, like, slips because she's out in the fields with him. She's wondering. She's like, who is this guy that he's randomly meeting with? Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, this is this is somebody because we think that we might have found coal deposits. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you didn't tell me that. Like, normally they talk about yeah. these things. They have, they have they're been, no longer having their, like, chit-chats in bed anymore. Yeah, they're like, not, they're they're not, not talking their business plans anymore. Like, right. And he's basically saying, like, well, I didn't think you wanted to be involved because you're, you're not going to be here. Like, you're not going to be here. You're not going to be involved. And she, she's just like, what? Like, she's just kind of like really kind of hurt. Um, and she's thinking that he wants her to leave. Ugh, the frustration with the, the, <laughs> they're thinking opposite The motivations. Yeah. The motivations are unclear for both of them. And, um, she's just like, well, your mother's driving me crazy. Like, she's got yeah, to go. And he goes, go. he goes, she's still here. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even know. Yes, Such Benedict. He's been avoiding everything crazy. so much. Like, he hasn't been in the house or anything. He yeah. hadn't even realized that his mother is still there. Yeah. So he's like, I will take care of it. And so she, like, stomps back um, to the house. And then he realizes he regrets the way that he talks to her and says, yeah. like, he, he ends up by telling the guy that he's meeting with, like, hey, we're going to discuss it with my wife. And he was like, your wife's going to be in on this deal? And he's like, yes, <laughs> we're going to discuss it with her. Like, she has a good head for business. So, I mean, he knows that he can't take it out on her. It's not her right. fault that. Right. he's falling in love with her and she doesn't feel the same that way she doesn't love him back <sighs> when she does when she does <laughs> you two would just say it if you would yeah. just say it well, so meanwhile mom is getting wasted fucking wasted because she's being kicked out so she just like might as yeah. well go out with a bang and she's sloshing alcohol all she's over in the library and she's reading the journals that rutherford had written and a lot of the journals the early journals where he was like meticulous about recording everything you know they mentioned meg his wife meg and she's just kind of like you're his meg and the way that Mm -hmm. he looks at you or whatever she's like oh no she must be mistaken like he doesn't look at me like that and she just like it's all about meg he didn't care about me and you know he threw it all away after she died and stuff like that and she just being like awful well um the room Catches on fucking fire because this Cause drunk ass crazy ass is lady fucking crazy. Okay, <laughs> and Charlotte's just kind of like not the house, not yeah, not the no. house. Yeah, and so she's like she's rushing. She's like calling for people. She's like, well, there's fire. She like gets the first yeah, teapot start, on the tray yeah, that Emma start. was holding. She goes dump it on there. She's like, we need buckets. We need stuff. And like Benedict's like out in the fields and stuff. So when he comes home and he sees like he all this sees all this commotion and they're stuff, running and with like, buckets and stuff, he doesn't even care that. That the house is on fire he cares that where is where charlotte is charlotte? where is charlotte and he goes to the house screaming of course she's like literally in the library trying to salvage things right trying to save things right and he's just worried about her safety and he makes her like leave but then he realizes that his flask that he's been carrying so it's the same <laughs> it's flask. the same one from the very from the very first beginning when they first got married 
And he's been carrying it around and refilling it with the tea. Like it's been his talisman. Like this is, you know, I've worked so hard to detox and this is like, this is his inspiration. And it also has like her Her initials initials and stuff. So that is like in the room that's on fire and he goes in there and he grabs it and it's metal. So it's hot. And so he's like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Like he basically brands his, he brands brands his hand with her initials too. And then he grabs, like, a towel or whatever and, like, takes it out there. Like, he was adamant that he needed that. And he's so mad at her. And he takes her to the room. The fire gets contained. Takes her to her room and he just, like, there's no help for it. You're just – I'm keeping you. You're going to have to stay here for the next 14 years because of the the years that you took off my life. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's just like, you can't leave me. You can't leave me. You can't leave me. And you're going to promise me that you're never going to put yourself in danger like that again. Like – I can't stand the thought of you getting hurt. And I also can't – I don't want you to I leave. can't live. I can't live without yeah, you. I can't live without you. And she, like, bursts into tears and she's like, I love you. And he's just like <laughs> – he feels – first of all, this is the first time anyone has anyone ever, has told, ever him told him this. Can you imagine? So, like, just, his reaction uh, is, like, dumbstruck silence. Yeah. Joy. It's all internal, though. Like, he's not saying anything. Yeah. And Charles is kind of like, that's okay if I'm the one to say it because he's – the the words that he was saying, it implies that he it, does yeah, love it, her. Right. He just didn't know – he just didn't say the words. Yes. And so she's content and happy and – She's just like, yes, yeah, she wants to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a beautiful moment, but it still can't last because um, because of this mom can't mother. let it go. Yes. They go to Lady Wallingham's masquerade, the last event of her house party. And the mom has snuck in there with Pryor. Pryor. And she's God also, damn it. She's, she is a bitter bitch, y'all. She's so, she's so bitter, bitter about everything. And so she wants to lash out at Charlotte because she yes. feels hurt. So she wants to lash out and ruin everything for Rutherford. Yeah. And so when she finds Charlotte in the garden, she's just kind of like, Oh, you think that he loves you? Like, he doesn't love you. He's in it for the money. And she's like, no, my husband loves me. Has he said the words, though? And Charlotte's kind of like, he has not said the words. But the mom knows he would never say those words. Yes, the mom knows. And she's like, well, you know... It's probably because he wants that extra 100000 for the baby you're going to give him. She's like, she's like, there's no extra provision for that. And she's like... (laughs) Really? Because um, I'm a prior told me, basically. Yeah. So she goes get prior to confirm it so oh. that there is no – because obviously Charlotte's reaction was like, well, this woman's no. lying because right. she has a, 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 an agenda, you know? And so I was proud of her for thinking that. But then also it's damning when Briar comes in there and says, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's true. So the gist of it is if you have a son within the first year or if you get pregnant within the first year, he gets another 100000 yeah. And, like, she's like, my dad probably, like, that's basically almost his entire fortune. I can't believe that. And I can't believe that he hid it from me. I can't right. believe that Benedict – didn't say anything about right. this, you know? And, and it so makes then her she's sick. questioning when well, she's questioning. Yeah. So it did him, you know, when he decided he wanted me like to come inside me and all that, was that just, he didn't want me. He just wants this baby and he wants this money. Is that what that was all about? Him yeah. pretending to care for me so that he could get this extra hundred thousand dollars, Yeah, you know? And, Later on in the night, he realizes he's just like, I haven't seen my wife. I want, I wonder where she is. And he finds out that, oh, well, she was last seen with your mother. And he's like, my mother's here? Mm-hmm. Why is my mother here? Mm-hmm. And realizes, like, she's come to oh, stir yeah. up trouble. Toxic. So toxic he sees shit. Pryor and – 
he realizes what's happening and he basically threatens prior. He's just like, I wonder if Lancaster would want to know that you're sharing his business deals with somebody <sighs> just because she bats her fucking eyelashes at you. Mm-hmm. Like grow a fucking pair. She was manipulating you. Yeah. Don't. She's using you. Yes, like she does like, all men. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I will ruin your reputation if you ever do something like that again. So he finds Charlotte. She's basically trying to walk home and he's <laughs> trying so to, he's sad. just kind of like, you know, don't like, don't believe what she's saying like of course i care about you like i don't even care about the money i haven't even thought about it like the reason why i didn't bring it up is because it was never an issue and she was just kind of like but do you love me and like he can't say it he's like internally he's in agony because he wants to keep her so much and he's just like thinking about how hard those words like what are those words like people just will leave him anyway like what do those words matter like people say it all the time and love to him has been such like a negative thing like the way that his father loved his first wife it turned him into like a shadow of himself when he lost Mm -hmm. like would that be him if he lost charlotte would he become a father i also feel like if he says those words that at that point he would have been he would he would give too much of himself that he could not get back yeah that when she leaves me because she inevitably will because i'm He'll not lovable his father i will turn to my father i will become i will die you yeah. know it's like i will be nothing yeah at that nothing. point so she walks away and she goes home and later on <laughs> she gets up to suddenly like they it's been kind of cold at the house like he doesn't yeah. know what to do because it's hard for him to say those goddamn words if he could only say it, you know? Yeah. And she passes out. She has a little fainting spell. And Emma lets slip that she is pregnant. <laughs> that yeah. Charlotte's pregnant. And yeah. so she goes up to talk to her and he was just like, I'm so happy that you're pregnant, but like, I want you to know that this baby, like, I want you and I want the baby and I want this life that we've built together. And I do love you. And so finally, finally. she's hearing it. And <laughs> the words that Emma had told her before they had this conversation, she's just kind of like, next time you see him, look at his palm. Because mm-hmm. Emma was the one who was changing his bandage. So Emma's the one that knows what's on right. his palm. And, and the- she had wondered, she's like, why does that look so familiar? And then she finally figured it out that it was the class <laughs> that he gave her. And so when when she does check out his hand and she realizes it's, it's her initial, she's like, why did you go back to the room just for the to say flask? the flask why would and you say just the like, flask? because like it's it's your flask and i always have it on me and he she was just like but why like you kept it all from that very first and he was just like because having it like reminds me of you it's like having you with me mm-hmm. the whole time and like <laughs> she was his motivation for like getting better like the right. way that she tackled this project and stuff and she finally realizes like she doesn't technically need the words, but he does say them. But she's just like, okay, this does speak. Like, his actions speak Yeah, his louder. actions. Yeah. And I just love it. So we have a little epilogue where <laughs> she's about eight months pregnant and her dad yes. comes to visit. Um, and he's really excited <laughs> about his first grandchild being born. Yep. And I love how they have a conversation with her dad being like, listen, we don't even need your money. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we're going to work this estate. It's turning a profit where our crops are growing really well. And also we found coal. So they're not accepting n- any money from her dad. I- Besides her allowance that Besides she negotiated. Besides her allowance, that's yeah, it. That I negotiated my triple allowance. Yeah, she's I like, I would that. like my triple allowance. Thank <laughs> you, but that's all we're taking. And, like, he, like, laughs at this. Yeah, he's he just, thinks it's hilarious. He's so happy mm-hmm. that, he, first of all, the guy who he 
just like laid into in the beginning saying like he had no motivation this is right. wasted potential he has turned it around and well, also and, and loves his the, daughter so much right and i think also i think well and he did he even says it in an early conversation the father's like there's basically there's so much potential in you that's so wasted and it's like i feel like he thought maybe if there's some sliver of a chance i could possibly save something of this man you know even if for a year he's only gets better and you know can at least pull himself up i love that he's like that kind of man you know what i mean like he's he is ruthless with his money and whatnot and sort of manipulating his daughter into this marriage but in the heart of it he wanted what was best for her yeah. what was best for him but he also wanted what was best for this man he knew that there's only way this man could survive is if he was you know got off the alcohol also knew that his daughter was you know depriving of her herself of a chance to actually be happy with somebody right that he knows that she wasn't trying he yes. knows exactly what she was fighting against anyone, fighting against society and mm-hmm. their idea of beauty or whatever like he he knew that but like he also knows that his daughter is worthy ugly. of love. <laughs> yes, and she's worthy of love and companionship and partnership. And he just got really fucking lucky with his pick, obviously. Yes, but it all worked it out. Just in the end. Out so perfect. That's the, I do love that he laughs at the end. Like, how could this have come out so perfectly? Yeah, you know, like goddamn, like, I planned. I was perfect. really good. <laughs> I am a genius. <laughs> so I kind of like. I, I'm. I kind of really love that her father is a very complicated person. He's yes. not he's not winning and his he's dad not, and of the is that year what you think award, he is in the beginning. But he's not evil yeah. either. No, not at all. You know, and he does care, mm-hmm. you know. And I just it really like good. that. All I right. just really like that. About showdown, Jess. So, my showdown scene probably I mean, it has to be the first time that they slept together. Oh my god. I mean, it's <laughs> mine. I It was just it was so mine. good because she's so earnest. She's literally She's so earnest about trying to help her friend. She's she, just like, he's been in pain. And I need like, to help him. I need to help him. This. And I can do this for my friend. I can absolutely do and this And then once she friend. gets started, she can't stop her mouth or her hands. She's and it's like, driving oh God, him insane with desire. <laughs> and I love that because she's enjoying it so much. He's been you know dying her wanting forever. her for so long. And that's why he's been in such a foul mood. Mm-hmm. And She's literally giving him exactly what he wanted, and it's perfect. And yeah. he's trying to be make it so great for her, and they're such a perfect match. Like, she is exuberant in bed, and she is not afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And I just love it. I just love it because it's so beautiful, <laughs> and I just love how he, like, has to peel himself in the morning away from her and has to go work the fields and of course like the next morning where he's so jealous because Tannenbrook's there oh like, just all of it like good. that's just like was good that was just the perfect the perfect scene where all of that longing and pining just exploded and I'm yeah. just like finally it's, it's so good finally it's like it's definitely one of those like you know chef's kiss moments yeah in the book it was beautiful so, it was wonderful awesome well if you guys have not um, read this or other Elisa Braden, y- y'all need to get on it. Yeah. I mean, I highly recommend her Rescued from Ruin series, reading it yes. from top to bottom and then yes. moving on to Midnight in Scotland, which, yep. by the way, we haven't heard. I haven't seen her post when anything the about the next coming. one. And I'm just like dying. Where like, is it? Braden. Okay. So, Bertha, oh, and I know Elisa Braden is finishing the series, obviously, but we also haven't heard from Lisa Clapis in a while either. Now I'm like getting scared. I know. Like, all my fav- favorite authors have been quiet this year. And I know. Just, y'all are like, taking a break. But let's get back to business. <laughs> I need your historical romance. I know. In my life. 
Okay. Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be discussing our favorite grumpy sunshine romances. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A.